0: As a day to the church, um, Pastor Sam, thank you for the privilege to speak to the church. I'm uh, Pastor Mark Anthony Tierra of the Grace Baptist Church. Currently doing the Lord's work here in Bulacan, Philippines. Now let us study God's word uh,
1: this day. We may, may open your Bible in Matthew chapter nine, verses thirty-seven to thirty-eight. Matthew chapter nine, verses thirty-seven to thirty-eight. Have your
0: Bible's with you, please open it with me. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, 38, then said he and his disciples, he is referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's Lord Jesus Christ speaking, the harvest tool is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Verse 38, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, since
2: I'm one of your missionaries, what I'm going to preach today is about missions title of our message this day is the reason for the mission let us pray lord thank you for the privilege of sharing your word to your people may you bless your word give me power to preach may you bless your uh, uh, children as we hear and study your word this day lord thank you in Jesus' christ's name we pray amen and amen now someone said that if you take missions out of the bible won't have anything left but the covers. I repeat. If you take missions out of the Bible, this is Nina Gunther speaking. If you take missions out of the Bible, you won't have anything left but the covers. Meaning, the Bible not only tells us of, of missions, the Bible is missions. Now Jesus Christ is a the central theme of the whole Bible. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. you, could, could you open it with me? Luke chapter 19, verse 10. The Bible says, For the Son of Man is come. The Son Man come to seek and to save that which was lost. I repeat,
0: the Bible is missions. It is about preaching people to Christ, letting them know that there is penalty for their sins, and telling them that there is a Savior. Mission is all about winning souls for Christ. It is not just singing songs about missions. I know there are mission conferences in almost every Baptist church. But mission is not just about singing songs for missions or your pastor raising funds for the missionaries, or asking some pastor to visit your church and preach about missions. All of this is just a program. Listen, mission is not just a program of the church. It is the purpose of the church. I repeat, mission is not just a program of the church. It is the purpose of the church. The church is there because of missions. You are there because of mission. Someone, God has sent someone to reach you. You can have different ministries in this church well that's great being a choir member it's great singing specials it's also great song leading being a sunday school teacher cleaning the church i don't know what ministries are you into if you are involved in all of this and you're not preaching souls for christ you're still not doing the purpose of the church cell phone is created primarily for communication i have here a cell phone i'm it currently for my outline Okay, Um, but cell phone is created primarily for uh, communications okay you can talk to to other people here Uh, people talk to other people through the cell phones they text each other today because of the internet connection we have video calls and also cell phone nowadays have different applications okay
1: it has a camera it does games Almost all that you can do with a personal computer, you can do it by a cell phone. Now,
2: but if there is no internet connection wherein you can communicate to others, your phone might be the most advanced there is. But if you cannot communicate with other
0: people because of it, it is not doing its purpose. Listen, I repeat, mission is the purpose of the church. You can do anything. I mean, any ministries that you have in your church. But if you're not doing the missions, winning souls for the Lord, you are not doing the purpose of the church. May I ask you, when was the last time you win souls for the Lord? Or when was the last time you gave for the missions and for the propagation of the gospel? When was the last time you invited someone to the church? When was the last
1: time you invited someone to a Bible study? Listen, soul winning is not just a
0: job for the pastors or the deacons. For all those church workers, it is all for all of us Christians. Now, what really is mission? First, it is a commission, not just a suggestion. I repeat, mission is a commission. It is not just a suggestion. Now, ministry is not a ministry. Uh, missions is not a ministry of choice. I repeat, it is the purpose of the church. Some says, Hey, pastor, I'm for I'm for choir member, okay? Because I really I really sing really good. I can sing really good. Some says me, I can be a Sunday school teacher. I know how to teach. Some says, I think I am born to be a leader of this church. Some says, Me, I think I have the gift of ministering. Hey, listen, you can choose when whatever different ministries from this church where you can excel as a Christian, but winning souls for the Lord is not one of them. It is a ministry of choice. It is not a ministry of choice, it is a commission, not just a suggestion. Every one of us is commanded by the Lord to preach the gospel. I know someone from a church, actually, is from my father's church before, who backslided. You know why? Because of soul winning. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want knocking on doors, going outside, giving tracks, gospel tracks to, to everyone. Later on, he left the church. Why? Soul winning became his stumbling block. I'm so blessed that even though you don't know me personally, you still give to the Lord faith promises. And it's a blessing to us doing the work of the Lord in this part of the world. Now, but not all of the Christians give
2: to the Lord. Not all of them. Not all of us. A certain evangelist named Leonard Ravenhill said this. Today, Christians spend more money
0: on dog food than missions. I repeat, this is an American evangelist named Leonard Ravenfield. He says, Today, Christians spend more money on dog food than on missions. I want to ask you, how much do you spend on your dog food? How much do you spend on other things? It hurts, but this is the reality today. That Christian is often concerned with what is happening inside the church, inside their houses. That we forget, that we forget to be concerned on what is happening outside of it what important is us not them the exclusivity of the same we are not after the lost anymore listen brethren we praise the lord of being who he is we know him as our lord and savior but it hurts because even though we know him as our lord and savior we do not treat him as such lord i believe in you just don't bother me lord i believe in you just not my money lord i believe in you but i have a different plan than yours listen we believe in him as being our lord and yet we do not obey him that is why the great commission in philip language in filipino language became the great consummation you know the
2: old ones the filipino ones in your church was the consummation just kidding it's bothersome to others listen let's look at the apostle Paul
0: And Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 15, what he had said to the church of Romans. The Bible says "On Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 15, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14, How then shall they call on him? Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 15. 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the Bible. 14, how then, shall, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without the preacher? Verse 15. Verse
1: 15, and how
0: shall they preach except they be sent? And said, it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, listen, salvation is not limited. Anyone who believes can be saved. Isn't it great that anyone who believes can be saved? In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, I want you to read it with me. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. The Bible says, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This Apostle Paul speaking, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. It is the power of God unto salvation. That is the gospel. You don't have to be a good person to be saved. You don't have to be good-looking. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to hurt yourself or do some traditions. Why? Because there is the gospel. And it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes it. We have the message of salvation. Other denomination tells people that it's their religion. You have to be a member of their religion to be saved. Others need good works. It's not just about faith. You need to do good works. Other need rituals or tradition. Listen, we do not have to do that. The Bible says we do not have to do that. We have
1: the right message. and The right message says that faith in Jesus Christ alone can save you. Listen, if you are not saved today, I want to tell you something that Jesus Christ paid for your sins. You have, all you have to do is... Ask for your ask for forgiveness and accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. The Bible says,
0: Whosoever believeth in him. There are no requirements, but still there is a problem. There is a hindrance. What?
1: We have a good
0: message. Okay? We have the right message, but we have a problem. In Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Let's go back to Romans chapter 10, verse 14.
2: How then shall they call
0: on him in whom they have not believed? Okay. And how shall they believe in him and whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without the preacher? That's it. How can they call if they do not believe? And how will they believe in it if they have not heard? Now that is the problem again. You know the problem that gives birth to another problem, then another one, and then another one? Well, this is just like that. It is good to know that we already have the message. Okay? Not just an ordinary message, but we have the right message of the Bible. But there is no point because you are only holding on to it. You are not sharing it to others. It is just like this. You have the antidote or you have the cure or the vaccine. Call it whatever you want. Call it whatever you want. Okay? You have that for COVID-19. It's it's a pandemic. Okay? COVID-19. And you have the antidote. In your hands, you have the cure. In your hands, you have the vaccine. Want what you want. And once that it was taken by a person or injected, the person that will take it will get cured of the disease. Isn't it good?
1: If you have that vaccine, if you have that cure for this pandemic, and once a person was infected
0: by this virus, take it, you will get cured of this disease. And those people who took it, either by taking it or by injection. They will never be infected by the COVID-19 anymore. What if you have that vaccine? What if you have that cure in your hand? Now, it's a good news. It is the answer for the problem that we have. But even if you have it and you're not letting it go, and you are not giving it away, you are not doing any means for other people to have it, it is like useless. Yes, you have it, but you're not giving it away. You're not letting anyone use it or take it, it's useless. Brethren,
1: we have a cure more potent and powerful than any vaccine. We have the message. We have the gospel, the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the antidote
0: of death. We have the life. We have the gift from God. We have it. We have the cure for death, but it became useless. It became meaningless. Why? You are
2: just holding it in. You are not sharing it to others. Bible says in Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10 verse 14, How
0: then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in, whom,
2: in him whom
0: they have not heard? And how
2: shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? We have the message, the antidote, we have the cure for death, how can they hear those those lost souls without the preacher? It is a commission, not just
0: a just not just a suggestion. They needed a preacher. They needed someone to preach it to them, to share the gospel to them. Number two, it is a compassion, not just sympathy. It is compassion, not just sympathy. Sympathy is a feeling of pity or sorrow for the suffering or the stress of one another, meaning I pity. I have sympathy, meaning um, you, you are pitying someone because of what's happening to them. While compassion is not just pity, it is a deep awareness of the suffering of another coupled with the wish to relieve it. I repeat, sympathy is a feelings, uh, feeling sorry for somebody. You are feeling sorry for somebody because of something. While compassion is much more than that. Okay? It has a desire to help not just in feelings. Now, sympathy is just feeling it, feeling sorry after uh, to, to, to somebody, while compassion is having the desire to help. Okay? Why am I stating the difference? Because compassion is a feeling that most Christians today cannot remember feeling anymore. If we look into the Bible, we can see compassion from our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 9 verse 36. Matthew 9 verse 36. I can read a few verses from the Bible. When we can look at the compassion from our Lord Jesus Christ, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad and sheep, having no shepherd. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. Matthew chapter 15, verse 32. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, Have compassion the multitude matthew chapter 18 verse 27 then the lord of the servant was moved with compassion matthew chapter 18 verse 33 shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant matthew chapter 20 verse 34 matthew chapter 20 verse 34 so jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes immediately isaac's inside mark chapter 1 verse 41 and jesus moved with compassion put
2: forth his hand and touched him Mark chapter 5 verse 19. How they, Jesus suffered him. Not but said unto him, Go home into thy friends and tell them great things have done, and
0: have done for thee. And have compassion on thee. Mark chapter 6 verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them. Mark chapter 8 verse 2. Mark chapter
1: 8 verse 2. And I, I had compassion on the multitude because they have now with me in three days and have nothing to eat. Mark chapter
0: 9 verse 22 and oftentimes times did that cast him into the fire and into the watch destroy him but if thou canst do anything have compassion Luke chapter 7 verse 30 and when the Lord saw her he had compassion on her Luke chapter 10 verse 33 but a certain samaritan surely came where he was and when he said No, oh, he had compassion on him I can go on verses after verses in the Bible If it is Jesus Christ, there is always compassion. Why? We are talking about lost souls here. And if we are talking about lost souls, we are talking about hell. According to Georgetown University, the death rate, the current death rate in the world is 65 million people die in each year in the world today. That's 65 million. Now, 178,000 of which die every day 7,425 deaths per hour 120 minute 120 persons per minute meaning i preach for now 18 minutes meaning there are around 36 people who have died since i started preaching there are
2: two people dying every second one
0: Now, the circumference of the world is around
2: 40,075 kilometers. The circumference
0: meaning, um,
2: uh,
0: um, what you call that, the uh,
2: center line, longitude and that, that, sorry, yes, the equator. If you will, if you will um, uh, measure the equator, Circling around the globe, it's around
0: 40 kilometers, 70, 40,075 kilometers. Now, that is around 131,179,658.99 feet. Now, why I'm doing, why well. I'm calculating it and on feet, on foot? Because there are around 765 million, or around 66 million people that can fall in line two feet apart from each person, meaning uh, if they're. If, If there will be a line around the the globe and the equator falling from two feet apart, okay? And there are around 7 billion people today, okay? The latest statistics is around 7.9 billion.
2: Sorry about the
0: uh, sounds outside. Um, There is no wall yet. (laughs) People who are Christians who are so-called is around 2.4 billion, Actually, I don't believe in these statistics, but for
2: uh,
0: the preaching sake, let's say there are around 2.4 billion people who are Christians and, uh, minus, uh, uh, we should can subtract it from the 7.9 billion people. That is around 5.5 billion who are going to hell. Okay? Did you know that if people who are going to hell are to fall in line, they would encircled the globe from the equator, from your place, not just one time, two times or four times, they were encircled the globe at 8.3 times, meaning those people who are going to hell at this very moment are falling in line eight times around the globe, and the end is the end of the line must be somewhere in Europe. That is how many people right now that are going to hell. this is not the time for sympathy this is not this is the time for compassion it is the time that we feel that we are burdened apostle paul said romans chapter 9 verse 3. romans chapter 9 verse 3 for i wish that i myself were accursed from christ for my brethren my kinsmen according to the flesh when was the last time you felt something like this that there is something inside of you that is burning because of these lost souls that you cannot sit still for not sharing the gospel to someone who is lost. Compassion has died in the hearts of the Christians. Before this pandemic, I was teaching in prison, and as me and, a, and the police in charge of the jail talk, we waiting for the time to preach in the detention because, because after I preached to the BJMP, Bureau of Jail
1: and Phenology Management, after that, I preached to um, um
0: police center, police station detention center. She was asking me and I told her my background. I told her I once was lost. Uh, I was a member of an inner city gang. With no direction at all, just doing vices and gang stuff. I remember when I got invited to Amazing Grace Baptist Church somewhere in Tala, Kanoogan City. Uh, You might not know the place, but I think you know the... Pastor, my pastor, uh, Pastor Ellie, Pastor Ellie Septulai is my pastor. I can testify that during those times that I'm attending the church, that I smell liquor. Well, that's what happened when you drink every day. Saturday night is not an exception. We usually ended drinking at around 6 to 7 Saturday morning. Oh, Sunday morning. We, we started drinking at around um, 7 or 8 Saturday evening, and we ended up at around 6. To seven in Sunday Sunday morning. That is why when we when I go to the worship service starts when even though I took a bath I ring because of alcohol. Um Pastor Elikent testified to that. May of 2009 when I heard about the gospel of salvation. I learned that I needed to be saved. And I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and it turned my life upside down. Now why I'm preaching here about the Lord Jesus Christ and not inside of that jail. Because God has been merciful to me. And I cannot thank Him enough or give something in exchange for what is done. That is why, just as Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 14, can you, can you look at it? Romans chapter 1, verse 14, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the
1: wise and to the unwise. Listen, Apostle Paul, he is a debtor and one way of paying God
0: back and sharing the gospel to other people. That is why I wanted to preach to people who are lost. God's and also those in prison because God has been, has been merciful to me. And I wanted the grace and mercy of God that was given unto me to be delivered also unto them. Hey, God has been merciful unto you too. But how can the Christian reach them if we are just satisfied in our own comfort zone? If we are just satisfied doing nothing? Last year when the pandemic hits the Philippines, there was a lockdown beginning in Think March 15 or March 16 last year. A few
1: months after, by June 2020, we had to vacate or leave the place of our worship because
0: we cannot pay the rent anymore. And then November came. November was the month when we decided to uh, have a face to face physical gathering again. A member of the church let us use their garage for free to, uh, for our worship service. You can see it here. We were just using the garage of a house of a church member. I'm thankful because it's free. But I'm burdened because it only accommodate 10 to 20 people with no room for children's ministry. See, look at that. It can accommodate only around 10 to 20 people with no room for children's ministry. By God's grace, he led me to the place
2: where we are currently renting. Uh, the two-story house. Okay. Here. By
0: God's grace, he led
2: me to the place where we are currently renting. We
0: started last month. With this is a 32-story house. There's
2: a vacant lot with the same size or the same area. The first plan is
0: for that's the house. The other one. The, the first plan would be this vacant lot, okay? Will be used for the children's Sunday school. That's the first plan. But after two weeks of doing our service, we already have people who cannot enter because it is already full. Now, God gave me the desire to build a place of worship at this vacant lot. Even though we are just renting here. That is why we are raising funds for
2: this to happen. As of now, we already have already placed a roof and two thirds of the flooring. As of the moment, we already placed a roof and two thirds of the flooring,
0: and we are trying to raise for the completion of the project. Okay, the floor, the walls. As I told you, it's still open. It's still open. I can see the house uh, of the neighbors. Okay, the electricals, the paint job, and also I, I want to have a mezzanine in there a kind of balcony wherein we can accommodate another 15 to 20 people. And by the grace of the Lord, we will fill those places with souls who will praise and worship and serve the same Lord and Savior that we are serving. Brethren, we need Christians who are willing to leave their comfort zones to share the gospel of Christ. We need Christians who would give up something for the cost of Christ. We need Christians who don't just have sympathy over the loss but have compassion and willing to
2: take it into action. And lastly, it is a commitment, not just for a season. People nowadays don't want commitment anymore. People don't want to get
0: married. If you ask them why, they will tell you that. You don't want a lifetime commitment. People always wanted to escape. Actually, I know someone who has four children already, and they do not want to get married. Why? Marriage
1: isn't different. It is different its a lifetime commitment. They, do, they don't want to commit themselves
0: to, to one another. Now, they already have four children, yet they don't want commitment. In doing the Lord's work, we need commitment. There's a big difference between sympathy. Oh, There's a big difference between interest and commitment. Vision is not what I can spare. The question is what it's going to take. Vision, it should have the risk. It should have abandon. It should have sacrificed everything. Talking and doing missions, not just a year-every-year program, it should be daily. It it is a commitment, meaning whatever happens, whether you get tired or you have a very busy schedule, if you are committed, no matter what happens, you will continue. Now, supporting missions, at this point, well, at this time, while it's pandemic, we have excuses. It takes guts, it takes bravery, it takes courage. And to continue doing so takes commitment. Even though you know you have other things to spend too, it's not in your budget, or you have not saved for it yet. If at this moment what you have is just what you need and you have nothing to spare,
2: it takes commitment for you to still give into your faith promises. The truth is, we can settle for less. I'm done. Done preaching. The
0: truth truth is we can settle for this. We can just do our worship service at the house, accommodating 20 to
2: 25 persons. That's it. Okay? I just do not think God deserves it. I think He deserves
0: more. I remember Pastor Eli, who telling us, if you do something for the Lord, do first class. You do first class. And we do not want to serve the Lord with mediocrity. We will serve and give Him what is our best. God has put us into His work. We should be committed unto Him. What is a, what is mission? It is a commission, not just a suggestion.
2: It is a compassion, not just sympathy. It is a commitment, not just in season. I repeat, mission is not just a program of the church. It is the purpose of the church. Thank you, church. Thank you, pastor.